Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Happy Friday to all the Ticket Water Cooler listeners out there. I am Jake Bachman. We will be joined by Rico here in a little bit as he is uh, is going to stream in. So that will be fun uh, after this uh, this first segment. But we've got to do our Friday tradition that we like to go uh, and go out and grab Brian Munson of Husker Online and On3. And it's a great time to do so because it is a crazy, crazy time in Husker sports. So we can catch up on all the latest there. Uh, Brian, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I feel like I just re fresh Twitter every 10 minutes just to see if something new is happening. Oh my goodness. I tell you what, you just brought up my, like my real soft point this morning. Cause I don't know how much t- Twitter I've really been on. I've been just finished up the visitor preview. I've been answering questions about this morning's tunnel talk, which we cover oh, so much ground in, and it's been really great feedback. It's so nice. I think maybe you guys would agree that it seems like some of this bad feels about coaching hires and where they were currently at with the, with the, with the season and whatever, it seems like we've turned the page and and it seems like people are optimistically back in. I think that the defensive coordinator hire, although it wasn't anybody was kind of talking about really have people interested about what's kind of happening there. And then you've got three really good portal transfer guys coming in this weekend, as well Mm. as a, a number of 13 other official visitors this weekend. So, I think people right now are turning the page to, to being optimists about what Matt Rule is doing right now in Lincoln. Yeah, it's, you know, it is the offseason. you got to get to the, the, the Kool-Aid eventually, and that's uh, that's where we are. And I can't wait for a few commits, uh, you know, whether it's out of the portal or or just, a, you know, naturally out of, of high school uh, to really get the Kool-Aid flown and we can get behind it. But I know a lot of people were surprised by that hire uh, yesterday that you mentioned, Tony White coming over from Syracuse as the defensive coordinator. They also lost their offensive coordinator yesterday if you're a Syracuse fan uh sorry about that but for nebraska uh, i guess there's a lot of questions that go in into that let's let's start with this one as we know it and and you know rosters can change at any time does nebraska have the personnel to play the 335 great question um you know the 335 i think the more i've kind of read about it you know it's i think it was really kind of designed you know more Big 12-ish, you know, to keep, you know, to defend teams that were in the fun and gun and, and spread them out wide and increase the, the, the athleticism there on the, on the football field by, by kind of creating this, this hybrid spot, which I would, you know, commonly just kind of go back and point to people and say that that was JoJo Doman, you know, or that was Eric Hag if you wanted to talk about going way back in the day. Um, I, I think that you're short at a couple of spots. And I'm sure Nebraska is more than well aware of where those kind of soft spots are. But I mean, you know, like Olatrevian McCutcheon, who Nebraska is trying to work into a, a midweek official visit next week, could play that hybrid spot. Somewhere between, you know, being a full-blown outside linebacker and, and really, you know, a, an oversized kind of safety. Um, guy that can match up well with a tight end, a guy that can match up well with a running back, can, can run and can hit and can play in space and can do some man-to-man stuff, and you could also blitz him. That's what I think you'd get with McCutcheon. But I think 
The other thing, whenever you bring in that odd front and you've got that three sitting there, you've always got that guy that has to sit on the zero at the nose. That's tough. You know, there hasn't been a guy like that in Nebraska, you know, realistically going back to like Darian Daniels, you know, and his brother even. I mean, those are those are some guys that are just kind of space eaters, go in there, work on the A-gap, you know, and I think you can get really creative, how, however, still with those two outside, you know, defensive end positions and, and what else you do with the linebackers. You can bring pressure from various spots there. And that may be like the most intriguing thing about that 3-3 is that you can do so many different things where it comes up to your alignment and when it comes up to your blitzes and when it comes into just like your your just your technique and, and, and how you want to do things. I mean, you could have guys at your at your defensive end spot with hand in the dirt or standing there in a two point. It it really is gonna look very, very different. I hope and Nebraska fans, you know, are are interested in seeing that and understanding more about it. But there's some great stuff out there when it comes to understanding the three three five and what kind of goes into it. Because three three stack has never been my thing. It's very you know, the four two five similar in the back end obviously, but you kinda lose some of that obviously up front with those front six guys. So that three three five you might get a little easier with getting those defensive end guys to Nebraska because you're not looking for that elusive seven in a four three. And and obviously but you now are looking for that elusive zero on that on that three three stack. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how Nebraska kind of changes their recruiting, the different athletes they go after, uh, and just to watch it develop over the years if, if it's going to be a fit for the Big Ten. Uh, but as far as this weekend, they've got a lot of names that, to kind of go down and go through, and each of them kind of tells a story of them, you know, in and of themselves. Let's start at the quarterback position. I know a lot of people are interested in Jeff Sims, uh, three-year starter at Georgia Tech, dual-threat quarterback, the Casey Thompson decision still kind of looms out there where what do you make of Jeff Sims uh you know interest in Nebraska and, and if he's visiting this weekend well I think that what it what it really tells you the story that it tells you is that you know that that quarterback room isn't what it you know isn't on paper what it really is I, I think that you've got you've got not only just the the questions about who returns I think you also have to start bringing in about the availability of, of some of those players when it comes to spring. You know, you, you've got two, three guys that have had surgeries, you know, basically since the end of the season. Um, some of those guys or one of those guys at least should be, should be more ready to, 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 to get into the spring kind of fold versus the other two. And when you start talking about shoulder surgeries with quarterbacks, um, you know, labrum, labrum tears, you know, depending on how bad it is, partials just get kind of cleaned up, but full tears with anchors, six month recoveries. And, you know, and that's like the standard, you know, human beings. And I, and I granted these guys are D one athletes and, and, and they, they are, they are probably way better at healing up than a 50 year old man sitting here talking on the radio. But I would sit there and say also though, the quarterback aspect is interesting because, some things, you know, they change. The, the groove, the groove on in the shoulder can change, and, and you could have different release points now because of, of what happens surgically within that shoulder. So, I think that there's some things that they are going to have to go back out and kind of refigure about themselves when it comes to coming off that injury and, and coming through rehab. So, Sims represents, I think, that part where I just didn't feel like Matt Rule would be interested in going into the spring knowing that he just was down so many people and didn't have that availability, you know, for, for a guy to kind of come in and just 
and just kind of pick it all up. It's an important, it's an important spring. You have a new head coach, a new OC had the same problems last year with, with, with some of the same guys, you know, Casey Thompson this time, pretty missed time, Harbor missed time. And, um, now you, you need to get some guys there in the spring and, and get them going to be to be ready to go into summer conditioning and into fall camp. That's fascinating. Does does he does Sims? I mean, he obviously fits the starter mold. Um, yep. Do you think that they they maybe could pull off Sims and Casey Thompson? It's possible. Um, you know, nil becomes a problem, mm. uh, and what you're going to do there, you, you you're you got you got this payroll you've got this salary cap or whatever you want to kind of call it and and obviously you want guys that are that are that are earning to to have a role you know when it comes to you know what 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 they're doing with the team that's the first part obviously there's only one football out there at one single time so when you've got two kind of portal transfer quarterbacks it had to be balanced last year and it came in handy you know for nebraska but maybe that's the maybe that's kind of the 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 road the roadmap there a little bit is that you just never know when you're going to get put into a situation where you're going to need a guy to come off the bench because of injury, because of just going out there and not, not having your day. And you want a guy that has some of that experience. I think there's some talent down the roster still. And, and I think that that's, that's a, that's something that Nebraska understands as well. There's just a lack of experience there and you got to get them into the system and you got to see how things are going to go. And I think you have to then feel like that room is going to have a shakeup, you know, every single year, no matter what. How about the uh, the big offensive tackle coming over from Rhode Island? Is is I know there are a lot of people with offers on him. Is Nebraska one of the first visits for him? I believe he is the first visit. We, mm. we, that Nebraska is the first visit. He's actually technically in town right now. Johnny Cornelius uh, from Rhode Island. Uh, he's out of uh, he's out in New York, I think originally. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, White Plains, I think. So um, or maybe that's New Jersey. No, no, White Plains, New York. Um, uh, he, he's should be already there on campus. Uh, I think it was a Thursday, Friday back out to Oregon after that. Mm. And I think Nebraska is in a good spot there. I think the NIL, the opportunity, and obviously uh, offensive tackle is such a huge need for Nebraska when it comes to this class. I think quarterback got, has been elevated. I think tackles been there as the number one spot, but I think it's, it's really, you know, they've settled on, on this guy and they're still kind of, you know, they've got three in-state kids or four in-state guys right now. And they're, and they're working on a fifth and Mason Goldman. And they're still kind of plugging around and looking for some other guys around, uh, you know, and help. They get, they've offered another one last night in Texas. So uh, I think offensive tackle is certainly on the board, uh, particularly now that you've got, you know, who your offensive line coach is and you understand what it is kind of looking back at the roster, what you have to do to address that for next season. Of the other visitors this weekend, who do you think is kind of holds the most important? Obviously, Tristan Alvano is of interest. Malachi you, Coleman, Elijah Judy. I mean, they've, it's just it's such a big weekend. You'd love to get the whole, you know, the the hall, you know, get all of them. Uh, but who sure. do you think is kind of the most important of the visitors this weekend? Well, you gotta you gotta demonstrate still further demonstrate things to Malachi Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a guy who's we've seen his stocks sore since backing off his commitment. He's at Colorado and other teams, you know, they're checking him out. He was in Lincoln last Sunday, going to be there again on Saturday. Interesting that Cameron Linhart's back into the, into the picture for Nebraska. Um, Jalen Lloyd. So the in-state guys there, Jalen Lloyd, you know, and Tristan Alvano, uh, interesting guys, Alvano with the leg clutch guy, 
Lloyd with the speed. You got to find a tight end, you know, replacement for for Bramer. You know, enter Andrew Metzger, who is the Colorado commitment. You're looking for help opposite the guys like Cornelius that you're bringing on the portal. So you bring in a Kai Wallen who could play either outside linebacker edge or as a defensive end, like came in the dirt in a three-three. And then you know you you lost Yant. And I think that there's still some things that are pending to kind of happen in that running back room, potentially, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you got Grant going pro, maybe AJ Allen gets the, you know, gets an idea that he wants to take a look around. But Quentin Ives is coming in from from uh, New Jersey, and, and I think that he's a bigger guy. He's not really a the guy I kind of look for as a as a running back, but tremendous athlete can do running back or wide receiver. But the Huskers definitely seem to be setting up on him as a as a running back for this club. Hmm. I know one other name that people are going to be interested in out of the portal. I don't think he's had, you know, signed up for a visit or anything yet, but I know he got an offer. It was Keegan Johnson, uh, of course, legacy kid that played for Iowa. Where do you see uh, Nebraska fitting in there? Because I know that he's got some pretty good offers. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I think it's a tremendous sign that Nebraska has gone that far and made that offer. Uh, I think it's going to be something, obviously, it's going to be it's, – it's caught his eye – I think he, we will be talking about Keegan, you know, potentially getting over to Nebraska and taking a look around. The thing to remember here with these portal transfer guys are they have like until the middle of January and there's not going to be a letter of intent signing, you know, for them, you know, December 21st. And there's not going to be another one in February. They're just going to be enrolled. And then all of a sudden you're just going to see him in the, in the UNL directory. So um, that's the part there. I think that people are kind of missing about. And, and I think that we'll, you know, we'll kind of get, into that again as you kind of open things back up again after the holidays in the month of January. Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three joining us here to break down a big recruiting weekend for Nebraska. Lots going on all together for Nebraska. Uh, the Ernest Hausman transfer, obviously, our transfer portal uh, is 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 is. is scary for Nebraska and he's one of their, their best young players and then you see yep. the potential that he could go to Iowa uh, a little bit more frightening but I, I, I kind of had this question um, for him for him coming out of high school I know he wasn't expected maybe to have the season he was is he getting more looks probably from higher end programs now after flashing at Nebraska or is these the same programs that we're looking at him coming out of high school I think a little of both I mean, mm-hmm. I think obviously when you put the film on, that's a guy that got better week after week, week over week. I mean, particularly when you start talking about the game in the big house. I mean, I think even like the commentators were like going, "Who is this Hausman kid?" Yeah. And and I and I don't think you have to go too long like into the game for to hear comments like that to where if you're a if you're a Division one college coach or a buddy of a guy that is and a, and a fan, you know, you turn back around and go, "Hey." This guy really flashed in this in this game here. Go ahead and take a look at him. So, I don't think that you know. I don't think there's any poaching or any type of like uh, shenanigans that people kind of like have conspiracy theory together with with Hausman. I I, I think that this is uh, has kind of come to be, and, and I think people have to kind of accept it that you know he will not be back. It won't be a Jamari Butler kind of situation mm. like you saw today. And you know he's now taking these trips. I. I completely believe that he will also take a trip at some point to Michigan and that will be ironic because that was kind of that coming out national scene party kind of thing for him and and uh, I think people really understand now how, how great of a player you know that he is or was is going to be 
and that that's what makes it more difficult for Nebraska fans. Uh, we always encourage you too, guys. If you have questions uh, for Brian, you can text him in on the Sutter Hammond text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Tiny Pig wondering, uh, Brian, if you've heard anything or you anticipate uh, the new defensive coordinator uh, Tony White bringing any Syracuse transfers with him. Is it, have you heard any news on that front? Good question. I mean, because that was a real. I mean, I read a couple of articles that have been kind of fascinating just because he was so off the radar, you know, that nobody was really talking about him. And then you read about statistically where, you know, the Orangemen were really at, you know, when it came to their defense and, and how well they were producing and stuff like that. So I don't know anybody directly tied to either last year's team that is transferring out portal transfer that, that he wanted to bring along with him necessarily, or, any commits that were on their list, I think it's kind of ironic that, that there is a guy that, that popped up here in the last week or so that's that's going to be visiting Syracuse, although he's kind of more of an offensive lineman. You know, and you, you mentioned earlier that they lost their OC and their DC. Uh, so that that's a team that's kind of trying to pick up the pieces and recruit and try to put this class together. So a really difficult time for them. But I, I just – I don't know of anybody right now directly related to that. It wouldn't be surprising, however, if it does pop up, and there's plenty of time for it to do so. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to follow. You know, these these guys that are coaching or, you know, we'll see the, the, the staff get finished up uh, if they already have some connections uh, with recruits to bring along with them or, or current players, of course. Uh, Brian, we know you're very busy. Better not take all your time, but we want to – once again, thank you so much for joining the Ticket Water Cooler and bringing your insight and uh, entertainment, as usual. Brian Munson of Husker Online and On3. Uh, try not to get too busy, I suppose, as the weekend unfolds. Uh, we won't, and there's actually a really good visitor preview I just published before you called. So go out there and get your get your summary for what's going on this weekend out there at Husker Online. Absolutely. Thanks again, Brian. See you guys. All right, there he goes. Uh, Brian Munson, Husker Online and on three. Yeah, you've got it. You've got just excellent coverage over there from Husker Online. Uh, if you're not a part of that, go go over there and check that out. It's a it's a it's a peek into a lot of things there. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We have a uh, we have a Rico actually streaming in. He's our, of course my usual co-host here. Uh, had a little uh, deal that he had to work with at home, so now he's going to stream in, and we'll hear from Rico. We've got a big weekend ahead. Of course, the college football awards were handed out. The Heisman will be handed out this weekend. Jamari Butler returning to Nebraska. We'll touch on all that stuff coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> 